The ironic thing about doing this podcast is that it's all about a company and just being a, a voice in your ear. And more than that, like I was listening back to one of the episodes uh, from 2020 when I did this under the guise of Company Man. And I noticed two things. One, my voice was lighter. I spoke a bit more like this. Not not quite as as weirdly white and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as I am now, but like there was a there was a lightness, a, a sort of a lighter tone in my voice, like a bit like that. Whereas I tend to be now a little bit more the back of the throat. It's it's weird. It's just like, and it does it does change depending on what kind of things I'm talking about and the the mode that I want to address the mic in. Um, I've had some nice compliments about my voice recently, which is always nice to hear. Uh, and I, so I think I kind of lean into that slightly more back of the throat vibe. Well, that was one thing. The other thing that I sort of noticed was, and, and I actually picked myself up on this in one of the episodes, the way that I was able to justify what I was doing was by saying, you don't have to pay attention to me. I'm just a, I'm just having, it's just like having the radio on, like I'm, I'm just noise in the background, which sort of does what I do a disservice. And, you know, and I talked about that, so I won't break over that whole ground, but One of the sort of weird, I don't know if it's ironic, but one of the weird things about doing a podcast that is essentially to give a bit of company is that you are no less um, susceptible. Is that the word I want? No less... Uh, yeah, let's, we'll just we'll just go with susceptible for now until a better word comes along. Um, to to the 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 sort of question of like, is this thing on? Um, you know, it is is anyone listening? And today, I got a nice message from Adam. Hi, Adam, from listener Adam, who was there. He's he's a He's an old he's an old company head. He was there in the old days. He's an OG. Um and so I, I, I'm presuming I don't know. I'm sure Adam you can let me know that he might have just the episodes might have just started dropping onto his phone um from when he was subscribed before. It, either way, um it was lovely to, to receive a tweet from him today saying that he uh he appreciates me in his ears and that it's not just waffle you know there is there is sometimes some stuff there that's that's actually maybe things that that um jiggle around in our own in our own brain spaces and things that we think about that we don't always give voice to because i know sometimes i do sort of uh get into stuff that we we don't necessarily always talk about a lot of the squishy stuff um so yeah, I, I just 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 to say that uh, I really appreciated you reaching out, Adam. Thank you. And uh, a Mark Stedman is my Twitter handle. There is a Twitter handle for the podcast, which I haven't actually put in there. I think it's on the website. If you go to thelighthouse.fm, um, should be there. But I've not actually put it in the show notes. Um, and it's just like if you are a Twitter person and you want to like know when the podcast is going live or if there's anything like very podcast specific uh then yeah um it's a it's a weird handle it's it's got an underscore in it and stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
but I have just checked, and it is linked on the website at thelighthouse.fm. The actual thing is underscore lighthouse.fm. There you are. That's not too hard. Underscore lighthouse.fm is the Twitter handle, uh, but you can also find me at a Mark Stedman if you would like to do like, be like Adam, and say hello. It's because, you know, that's that's sort of how this thing keeps moving. Not that again, like I'm in danger of stopping, but it's that's that's fuel, you know. And again, like this is about company, so it's nice to know that uh, that you're out there. So yeah, much appreciated, Adam. And uh, if this is your first time, this is this is it, right? This is this is the thing. This is what we do here. <laughs> it's half an hour. It's just as Pete Holmes says. It's just an excuse to be together. This is my public service broadcasting beacon. You know, if, <laughs> so if midnight has rolled around on a weekday and you haven't, it's like a it's like a reverse dead man's drop dead. Dead, no, not Dead Drop. Dead Man's... Oh, uh, what is it called? Oh, no. What is it called? I had it yesterday. Um, anyway, it's it's that thing where... So, complete the first thought, Mark. It's the... <laughs> if, if, if it gets to midnight, uh, GMT or BST, and there hasn't been a Lighthouse episode and it's a weekday, then you, you need to phone the Coast Guard. <laughs> um... Or you need to you need to surface from your submarine and tune into BBC Radio Four, listen to the Today program, make sure that's broadcasting. Uh, and if you need to navigate, you can listen to the pips, and then that will tell you your longitude and latitude. Um, Dead man switch, I think was the phrase that I was after, which is this idea. I had this idea yesterday. I thought, wouldn't it be fun? Because I I just I have silly silly ideas all the time. Uh, and yesterday's was, wouldn't it be fun? to set up a podcast feed that just had a trailer uh, but an, another episode um, uploaded and ready to go that's like the biggest truthy of truth bombs that's ever troth because I've got I've got I've got bombs I, I don't mean like I'm spilling the beans on, on other people no, nothing like that um but you know, I could I could lay down some stuff. To what end? I don't know. Like the, the, it wouldn't be of any use to anyone. I don't have any state secrets. But I kind of like the idea that what you do is you publish it for, let's say, a month in advance, and every month you have to set a reminder on your phone. You as the creator, you have to set a reminder. So me, okay, I'll simplify. So you subscribe to the podcast and it's just got a trailer that like explains the concept. It's like, if if a new episode arrives, then that means something awful's happened to me. Um, so I, every month, I have to go into my podcast host and move the date of the next episode, the Truth Bomb episode, back a month. So it's always set for like, right now we're in August, so it'll be set for like September the uh 17th or whatever we're on now and then like you know september the 16th rolls around i've got a reminder on my phone that says right you need to go and and set the episode publish date back to october the 17th so the episode will never air as long as i keep doing that and so if i'm incapacitated and i don't get to my phone in time the episode airs and i just think that's fun there's, there's there's something there's something fun in that 
Um, so yeah, I mean the irony is the way these sorry that was yawn the way these um, podcast apps work is it would probably be you know you would hope it would be like years. And so the app would probably think the feed's dead. So you'd have to figure out some way of like the app, like knowing that the feed still exists and is still active, but it's only got this one episode in. Mm. Anyway, this is the lighthouse, and uh, and you are welcome to it. I ha- let's let's do our check in then. Let's let's check ourselves in, and then we'll we'll have a a rootle a rootle, uh through some stories, some tall tales for Tuesday. And we'll see what comes up. I haven't picked up my phone yet. I haven't done any uh, any research because it's been... I say it's been a long day. Let's get into it. Let's first have a check-in. So let's take, a, take yourself a moment if you are, uh, as Adam was, operating a drill. Uh, now would be a good time to stop if you'd like to. I don't want you to fall asleep at the drill. Um, if you want to take a moment and just sit with... Sit with yourself, sit with your brain. Maybe we should focus on a different aspect of ourselves each day to talk to. Maybe that's a thing, right? So maybe today we'll do we'll do the brain since it's well, Monday feels very brainy. Anyway, we'll do the do the brain today. What does your brain want you to know? So that could be hmm, brain slash mind. Hmm. What is What is the difference there? Because there is a difference. What is your what is your brain? What is your brain telling you? What information is it giving you today that it wants you to be aware of and take notice of? Is there anything in there that it's like, ah, thankfully, finally, you've given me the I've been dying to tell you this all day. What's your brain telling you today that it would like you to just note? And and in that, all we're doing is just saying cool right okay i will make use of that i will file that away somewhere i've heard the information and maybe if you want to take a moment to jot it down if you need to uh if it's something that you need to uh pop on a uh pop on a little sticky note or in your phone it's just so that your brain can acknowledge thank you i've said the thing and now i've been heard give give you a sec to do that it's another day that I haven't brought any water in with me, which is a ghastly error. But it's been a nice day for calls. I've been, I've, I've had calls with people today that have been somewhat positive. Signed an agreement to work with somebody. So that's nice. That's feeling positive. Um, I've spent a lot of time today when I could have been doing other things. Um, doing websitey things. I basically built a shop this morning, a very, very simple shop. Using a lot of code that I already had. But I, I so as I'm pivoting away from my old job, uh, well, I can't call it a job. It was a, it was an, a year long experiment that didn't pan out. But as I'm, now picking up the bones of it and and like you know after after the plane didn't crash or anything but after after we after i decided to let it gracefully nosedive i'm now picking through the bits and and selling it off a scrap and just going okay what what is like really good here that needs to be salvaged and um 
you know, I've made a lot of, of educational resources that I want to make sure still exist and I can point people to. Not that I'm going to sell it to thousands or even hundreds of people, but for those that, that I have I come into contact with and have conversations with, I can point them to this thing and say, hey, you can download this or you can access this thing, this course on your phone or whatever. So ported all my courses that I had over to this new shop and uh, it's really nice and simple. And Because on Saturday, I'd done a whole bunch of stuff with email outreach, like not newsletters, but email like bulletin things. Like wanting to be able to send people emails to say, hey, I've got something new that you might want to know about. Because I've spent, like, last March, it's weird to think it was only in March, uh, last year I started a thing called The Iceberg, which was uh, an independent podcast newsletter, which was a good little, good little project. Um, and and then it uh, that was in between... Podient, which was my last business, and sort of Podcode. And so I then migrated, because it didn't make sense to have all these different properties, I you know, migrated the iceberg into Podcode, uh, and that became the Podcode newsletter. Um, and it was all just, you know, useful news that you might want to know as, a, as an indie podcaster. Um, but there's lots of really good newsletters. And I, I absolutely could have competed, I think. Um because there was some there was some good stuff in there, and it was just like a a nice, fairly easy thing to do. It's a shame sometimes. I think about like I was thinking about this today with some of the some of the work I've done with brands and things. Like you know, I like creating brands, and that doesn't necessarily mean me designing them specifically. But you know, I get I get excited. It, it um, tweaks that part of my brain that likes likes that sort of stuff. Box fresh ideas. It likes the smell of box fresh ideas. It's a nice phrase, isn't it? Um, and so the iceberg, like I, I had this idea and I ended up getting, I went to 99designs, which is one of these websites you can go to where people compete to design a logo for you. Uh, and I got a nice one done for the iceberg, which is this sort of, ended up as this like blue envelope sort of, sinking into an iceberg um, with a kind of polygonal 3D iceberg with an envelope coming out of it. It was lovely. Um, and yeah, and, and it was it was, it was was really fun. And I think I... I'm trying to remember what I did email-wise. I think I probably just used the email list that I had and, and started sending it, sending people to it and um, sending it to people. And it was kind of nice. And because, yeah, and, and I'm sure people are doing that. I haven't actually looked, but I'm sure people are doing this like, because my whole thing, the reason it was called the iceberg, this is not, this is not the content that we should be doing today, but hey, uh, the reason it was called the iceberg is because I wanted to cover, because there there's a lot of, like, it makes sense for the industry to cover the industry news. And that usually means what company's being acquired by who, what uh, mogul or CEO or executive is moving to this other company, who, what company has been acquired by some other company, what are the ratings for the... Right? No one... No one actually cares about that stuff. Like, if if you make podcasts, if you... Because like, when you make a podcast, you're across, like, all of the stuff. 
you do, you know, you write the thing and you, you're there at the editing and you're not exclusively, but you know, pretty much that's what podcasting is. It's, it's lots of things. And for those people who make pod, who actually make podcasts, there's not that much like really useful news around, or you have to dig around a load of irrelevant stuff. Uh, and so that's what I was trying to do with, with the iceberg is just, it's really just an editing process of, of, of just rejecting the, the irrelevant stuff and sticking with what podcasters actually need to know, um, which is about maybe a tenth of what actually gets covered in the industry news. Um, and it's not actually news. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's rarely news. It's, it's more like, here's a new tip article that someone's written. And the likes of James Cridland and one or two others do the Lord's work in gathering pretty much all of this. But they just, they, you know, they think that the industry is, and, and yes, the industry is, like, all this big stuff. And it's like, it's called the, you know, I call this in the iceberg because that stuff that, that we see above the surface, the, all the different NPRs that exist, that is the tip of the iceberg. There's this massive iceberg, um, uh, you know, beneath of the people who just get on and make podcasts and make their stuff. Uh, that's most people. That's like the 99 point whatever percent of people. And they don't necessarily get served that well. Um, and I think what's interesting there, and uh, maybe, maybe this is a, because I don't I don't want this to just like always be because you know I often talk about my job I don't want it always just to be podcast chat because I know that can be boring so let's let's we'll, we'll move on um but yeah I was I was I can't remember why I was going off about the iceberg but um just did setting up new brands and things I was talking about email it doesn't matter it really does it's very very boring I'm sorry let us have a look at some tall tales. So I've got some in my uh, in my reader here, and let's see if we can find something that's going to be interesting. I am looking for the thing. Oh, you know what? I don't think I've actually put it. That doesn't seem right. I could have sworn I had a category in my podcast app in my reader for these um bs stories so i don't so that is uh, that's a mistake on my part i'm sure it's rectifiable oh look this is this is watching the uh, the sausage get made Let's see what we can find here some second-hand BS stories. Yes, please. Um, oh, disappointingly, I thought there would be some new ones on this Reddit. Uh, but let's see what else we've got. Oh, yeah, that was the one I wanted to do last week, wasn't it? My limericks with Seamus Heaney. Uh, I have actually got that on my phone somewhere. So, uh, yes. Let us take a look at that. That's why my... Um, Reader hasn't updated, by the way. It's not anything I did. It's because there hadn't been any more contributions uh, to that, that particular subreddit. So here we go. My limericks with Seamus Heaney. So uh, to, to, to recap on last week, for those outside the UK and Ireland, 
Seamus Heaney is a is one of those poets that only exists for kids to study them at school. Uh, he's he's basically one of them. Um, I I'm being you know who I'm being um, facetious and you know whatever, but that's like that's how most of us encountered any kind of like modern poetry and when i say modern i mean anything in the last 100 years uh is because you know we get we get taught it at school uh and and you know people like like i said last week people like carol Ann, carol and duffy who when you hear their name in the in the in the real world it's like oh that's like a that's an actual person just not like a made up laura ipsum name in a in a textbook like apparently that person existed and had a heartbeat uh and and the same is arguably true of uh of seamus heaney so this is the story my limericks with seamus heaney i went for the coffee and donuts and traded some rhymes with the man signing books of poetry i didn't know who he was he was irish i knew he had some poems about the problems ireland had had over the years I had some free time and heard about the literary reception. I'm literate, so I went. I had a plate with an onion bagel as I walked up to the poet and said, there once was a boy from Dundalk Dundalk, who didn't quite know how to walk. It's the Brit's fault. Think about it, he replied with a finger in the air for emphasis as he looked at me directly. He was smiling. I like to play with words, and so did he. Uh, I don't get that, by the way. It's the Brit. It's the Brit's fault. Think about it. He replied. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I thought he enjoyed a little uh, unvarnished wordplay among all the fawning fans asking for his scribbles in the front of a book. I started again. There once was a boy from Peru who didn't know quite what to do. He went to his mama, who showed him a llama, and the rest of the rhymes up to you. <laughs> he laughed. I can't remember his reply to that. It was a sunny April day as we chatted in the school's library with a couple of dozen other people around, around we, mm, with a couple of the people around. We were against, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bad sentence. Uh, let's try. It was a sunny April day as we chatted in the school's library with a couple of dozen other people around. We were against a low bookcase. Coffee makes my brain race. Words spill out. We talked about Lord Mantaban being killed by an IRA uh, commando team in a targeted assassination in 1979. He talked about Mountbatten being uh, a colonial master in India enforcing English rule, that he was not just a random fisherman with a title. Heaney spoke about Mountbatten being the last British viceroy of India, an unelected dictator from a foreign country, I mentioned that Lord Mountbatten had been the British officer in charge of the Allied occupation of Vietnam at the end of World War II, and Mountbatten rearmed Japanese Imperial Army troops to put down a Vietnamese Trotskyist, Trotskyist working class uprising in 1945 in Saigon. I didn't know that. He, sorry. He said to me as if a little piece of an important puzzle had been added. He told me that he ran a writing school for poetry during the summer in the west of Ireland and that I might enjoy coming to the gathering. I was hoping in my head that I had enough money for gas to travel home in my car that night, not 
how to play for a writer's retreat, not how to pay for a writer's retreat across the ocean. A faculty member joked with me a few days later, you spoke more than he did. I still didn't know who the man was. I knew he was Irish. I knew he had written poems about the unhappy history of Ireland. I had his translation of Beowulf on my shelf at home. What a story. Later, I found out that this witty man had a Nobel Prize in literature. Honestly, I am not impressed by that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a bit aggressive, isn't it? President Obama has a Nobel Peace Prize. The people who wrote the people who vote on the winners are Norwegian elite and pol- politicians from the government. They pick whatever is trendy with that clique. Still, good people do win for worthwhile efforts. <laughs> Henry Kissinger got a Nobel Peace Prize. Imagine that. This guy's batty. The very next day, I got an official notice from my department head that I was not being offered a job the next year, and they had to warn me that and they had to warn me by that date. My wild days at free library discussions my wild days at free library discussions would have to move on. I always knew I would end up passing poetry along as a teacher for a hedge school. But over the years I really have thought about his answer to my words There once was a man from Dundalk who didn't know quite who didn't know quite how to talk. Heaney's answer, it's the Brit's fault, think about it, really has made me think about that answer. Did he mean the man couldn't walk because he was hurt by the British soldiers? Did he mean that the long-term British exploration, exploitation sorry, of Ireland led to the island's population to be largely and unable to afford adequate health care? I don't think he... And, okay, it's fine. Did he mean that Irish people blame everything on the British rather than taking responsibility for themselves? I have thought about this off and on over the years since uh, saying, since Heaney said them. I still don't have an answer to Seamus Heaney, but he's on my shelf, in the library, and alive in my memory. Well. I mean, that passed the time, didn't it? <laughs> What an odd story. I I once collared an author in my younger days uh, as a secondary school boy. I might have been ooh, 12 or 13. Probably probably 12. I don't know what that is in American years. Uh that's 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 that occurred to me to say, and I thought it was quite funny. So I'm just, I'm, I'm lodging that, and I'm saying, if, if you want, if you want to take that, you can have it, because um, I think that's quite funny. I, I just thought I'd lo- like label that. I'm into labeling my jokes now. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I'm quite taken by that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm 39. I don't know what that is in American uh, years. Uh, okay, I'm enjoying myself too much. Right, yes. So there, was, there was an author. Was it? Oh God, I've forgotten his name now. And he was a nice man. And I am not necessarily the best at knowing when to stop talking. Ironically, I mean, with this one, well, we've seen it. If you look at some of the episode lengths, you'll see that I don't necessarily respect the time boundaries. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a visual cue thing, and I'm not very good at picking up. And I, I it's not that I monopolize a conversation, but it's that I 
find awkward silence is awkward and really awkward and really, really awkward. And if I can fill them, then I will because I don't like not being able to fill them because I feel an obligation that the silence should be filled. Not by my voice, but yeah. Um, and also I think, you know, there's just that tendency to not always, I think I've probably got a little bit uh, better as I've got older, you know, I'm not boring you, am I? Um, hmm. Maybe, maybe not as good as I could be. Anyway, but I remember in a lunch break after this, you know, like you'd get people who would visit your school and do a thing. I talked about, did I talk about this? Oh, no, I talked about it on another show about how uh, a theatre company came to our school and did a presentation about, did, did like a piece about drugs in it. And it was fine, but there was one bit. Uh, this is in the latest episode of Ear, Brain, Heart, which is my podcast about, um, it's my podcast for, for purpose, people. Um, it's, a nice, it's a nice little show. Anyway, I mentioned it on there about how this theatre company turned up and they wanted to, they, they did a sketch. It was a, a whole little play. I'm sure it was a say no to drugs thing. And they did like a, a, a skit where they were, it was a guy in a radio studio. And so they had, you know, some radio, some, you know, jingle music. And then he introduced the show and then a caller calls and the, so this is all like on tape or CD or whatever. Um, and so the guy on stage is being a radio DJ and he's supposed to be talking to this fictitious caller. All fine. Except either he missed a bit in his lines, he skipped over some stuff in his lines, or he was just too... He said the lines too quickly because there was just this excruciating pause between him finishing and then the track kicking in with the guys, uh, you know, with the... Um, with the, like the the fictitious caller who'd called into the radio station, um, I, I'm, I I think that's what happened. I I mean maybe I'm wrong, and that uh, they had some fancy mechanism and it was all like on a CD and they could flip to different tracks. I don't think so. I don't think that's what happened. I mean that's probably what I would have done, right? Right? You burn a CD. I mean this probably was tape, but that's you know it was it was the late nineties. This was absolutely doable. Um, CDs. I, I'm pretty sure even even then you could burn a CD. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe they weren't the thing then, and it, and it had to be on tape. Because basically, what I'm thinking of is like if you do this on CD, then what you do, because I've done stuff like this when I used to do radio, uh, is you you do your music cue at the beginning, and then you leave like five minutes of silence. Um, so that just in case something goes goes on a little bit longer, and then when you've got the next cue, you just hit the next button in the CD, you know, the fast-forward button to go to the next track. And that might only have, like, five seconds of speech of, like, the caller introducing himself or whatever, but then another, like, minute or two minutes of silence, and then you do next track and next track and next track, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it, because the next track is pretty instant, but it doesn't work on tape. <sighs> Not even that. So that was a format that existed for a bit. And it was almost, not quite, but almost on the way out by the time I discovered it. And I never actually had a DAT uh, recorder or player, but I would have loved it. So DAT, if you are unaware. 
and why would you be? And it doesn't matter. But it was digital audio tape, I believe. Uh, and it was like a, I think there were smaller cassettes, but it was di- instead of the to the magnetic tape, instead of it having analog audio information, it had zeros and ones. And so I think you could fit a lot more on. Um, and I, I think it was easier to move to like know when the next track was. My parents had... Um, I'll make this observation and there's something else I really want to say to you. Uh, I know we are, we are knuckles deep in, in um, A, we're over time because, you know, don't know when to stop speaking. And B, we are way deep into a tangent here. And I, I'm sure I can navigate us out of it. All right? I'm, I'm confident we're, we're going to be all right. Um, having said that, yeah, so digital audio tape. My parents had a, in their car, they had a sophisticated tape player, which it did the thing which uh, modern tape players could do at the time where you'd have your side A and side B of the cassette and it'd be printed side A and side B, but there would be a flip button that you could press, and it would do something inside the tape. I don't know how it works, but it would mechanically flip. I can't, I can't imagine how it actually worked. I'm trying to think now, like, because it's on two spools. I'm not going to think too much about this because I could really go on for ages. But if you know, if you know how this is done or where's done, please, a Mark Stedman on uh, is me on Twitter uh, or Mark at the Lighthouse.fm. Email me or leave me a voice note. Um, links are in the show notes. Do that because if you know how those things work, because it was magic. Because what would happen is you'd have your, you know, you'd listen to side A because you'd put side A in in the in the tape player, right? And it would say side A on the on the side of the of of the a uh and so you'd you'd hit you'd hit play and then you'd get to the end and if it was super smart it would flip the tape automatically and then start playing the next side so you didn't have to take the tape out and flip it to b the problem with that is that you would take the tape out it just played side b but now you'd be hearing side a it's so it would be playing side b but you take the tape out and it would say side a would still be on the front because it hasn't flipped the whole actual you know plastic cassette it's flipped the tape inside it um, I would dearly like to know how that was done, uh, and and how it always seemed to successfully work. Because I'm like th- thinking, like, is it getting to the end of the? No, I can't think about it because we've got to back out of this uh, out of this transition. But the tape player, this is like this is like an Olympic sport now. I'm getting so good at this. The tape player was sophisticated in that it would find silences in the tracks so you could hit fast forward and it wouldn't just go until the end of the tape it would go until it found silence it had some kind of silence detector in the tape player and so when you and it, i think it would automatically like play the next song that's genius that's what we needed in our life so this um this theater company i was reminded of them um I'm not entirely sure why, but it doesn't matter. But where we were going back is we were talking about um, the me being in this library, talking to this author and kind of getting uh, easily distracted or not distracted, kind of getting like just chatting away to him and not noticing that like an hour's gone by and I, I finally clicked it. I was getting ready to leave that I had just monopolized this whole guy's time for an hour. And the irony is not lost on me, dear listener. Um, and he, yeah, he was sort of very sweetly exasperated, I think, by the end. Because I think he probably just wanted to have a sandwich. 
or maybe even get on to the next thing. And I was just being enthusiastic and nerdy and talking about Stephen Boquette, who was an author, and talking about um, Grinny by Nicholas Fisk, which I discovered um, and, and loved. And I can't remember what this guy's name was. I don't think it was Stephen Boquette. Uh, it was someone else who I, I, I did. I think me or my brother had him on our shelves. Um, he was, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a proper deal and I cannot remember his name. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I still remember that guy's just, yeah, I think he was so happy when I, when I, when I was like, I, I'm going to go now and, and, you know, probably ran to the, to the, um, canteen and, and probably had about 10 minutes left for lunch. I enjoyed myself. That was me in the library. <sighs> So there we are. Um, that I was prompted to think about that, uh, given the uh, the story about Seamus Heaney, and uh, yeah. All right, this is this is a this is is this the longest one we've done? Well, if not, either way, I, I vociferously and, and wholeheartedly and gratefully thank you for your time today, and uh, I hope that I can be of service to you again tomorrow to be uh, a useful distraction. I'm always I'm also keen to like look at any other ways that this show can be of use um you know just I I sort of don't want it to be like super informative and about a thing because I do just want it to be general so that people don't feel too like any new listener doesn't feel like they need to know anything about this show I don't want people to binge listen because that just doesn't feel like a healthy activity and it's not really what, what we're intending to do here. So I'm sort of, I don't know. Um, it's why I like kind of reading stories and reading things like that. Um, but if you've got any thoughts, then, uh, yeah. If, if you'd like to uh, let me know, then, then do feel free. But until we speak again, I will thank you once more for your time. And I will remind you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. And you are welcome. And now I'm going to go and watch the finale of Better Call Saul. <laughs>